Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. It's getting ever closer now, isn't it, the World Cup? And I am, as we speak, on the bank at Pennyhill Park watching England train ahead of their press conference after their World Cup squad announcement. Yes, the number one team, the hot favourites to lift the trophy down in New Zealand come November have announced their squad. And there are a few surprises as well. Well, what's coming up on the pod? We'll be sat down with the England skipper. Sarah Hunter will get the pod wife's thoughts as well. Rachel Burford joining us from a holiday to give her thoughts on the squad. And we'll speak to a few of the England players as well. And of course, we'll have a chat with Simon Middleton to get his thoughts of this eyebrow raising squad. As I sit here in Penny Hill Park, the pod wife is sunning herself. Where are you, Berth? Um, I am in... St. Martin at the moment, overlooking the beautiful sea. And what, Martin's the news agent? Before. Sorry? Martin, the news agent on the corner there. Oh, yeah, St. Martin's yeah. in the Caribbean. <laughs> That's the one. Wow, how lovely. Is it uh, white sands and clear blue seas and gorgeous food and all the rest of it? Yes, it is. We are very fortunate to be in this beautiful villa overlooking the sea and yeah it's nice to have a bit of respite yeah don't worry we'll try to keep the home fires burning you uh <laughs> you crack on um Berf, it's a busy week busy show um i wanted to uh get your thoughts and thank you for for joining i'm sure that people appreciate you joining us from holiday um uh, but this england squad that's come out now um as helena Rowland is now firing kicking balls my direction so I'll have to watch out for that but just your initial thoughts on the 32 player squad that uh, Simon Middleton and his coaches have have selected yeah I think I mean whatever 32 he was going to select was going to be so strong full of great depth Um, you know I think there's a few players there that maybe you would have thought would have been a couple of names first on the team sheet um, to not be included but I think overall, like I just said, it's such a strong team. Wherever you look, whatever 15 he puts out, whatever 23 puts out, he's got so much experience, but a hell of a lot of youth in there as well. Yeah, I, I think from, from the outset, um, she's getting ever close to Helena Ireland. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a squad that pretty much every other nation on the planet would would die for. I think that's the that's the overriding thought, isn't it? It's an incredibly strong squad. And your World Cup finals probably aren't going to be decided between those players at sort of twenty seven to, to thirty two, is it? But what's your biggest surprise? I think probably Natasha Hunt Mohan um not being in the side. I think ever since she came back into the squad it added an extra layer. Um to the to the England side in terms of experience, the way that she played, the tempo that she loves to play at, which is all the things that England want to play. Um, and, you know, I think Eliane Infante's probably been number one for a number of years now, and rightly so. She has a different edge to her um, and probably stands out the best defensively out of all of the nines. Um, but I think that's probably the biggest miss for me is, is somebody who's got that experience, has been to World Cups, who is a great person to have around the squad as well, which is really important in, in long campaigns. Um, and I just think that kind of that level of experience matched with the skill level, matched with the way that England want to play and that off-pitch 
um, you know, that off-pitch level that she can also bring. I, I was really surprised to see her not as one of the names. I think, you know, it, when we were at the England game um, last week and against Wales and, you know, Katie Daly and myself were sat in the stands going, well, Natasha and, well, Mo, it sounds weird calling her Natasha, Mo um, and Leanne are probably your out-and-outs and it's now between Lucy and Claudia who, who kind of takes that final spot. And then we kind of got into conversations, well, actually, maybe he would take all of them because Claudia's going to need to cover the backfield. Um, and then, you know, potentially if one of the, the top two go down, then you're going to need to have a third nine. So, yeah, I think it was quite surprising from my perspective on, on all of those levels. So what, why is he gone with Leanne Infante, Lucy Packer, Claudia McDonald, in your opinion, Berth? Well, I feel that he's obviously... Lucy Packer did play really well against um, Wales and probably sees her as part of the future and thinks that she's had merit within training but also in games that she's been able to step up to that level. And, you know, potentially that's part of the reason. I think Claudia McDonald, even though she had that huge amount of time out, even when she when she played on the wing, she was outstanding. So you've got a massive tick there that he needs to have another back three player considering Abby Dow. So I think... Claudia was probably always set to go and then it was whether or not she could cover nine and, and what she looked like at nine and when she came on at nine at the weekend she obviously had her delivery was excellent the speed of ball that she played at so in Simon Middleton's eyes it's probably like right well we've got a winger not a cover winger we've got somebody who can play wing um, and then we've also got her that she could also cover nine but then we've also got Lucy Packer who you know, has that level of intensity and the speed that she plays at and her fitness level to allow England to continue to play at high tempo, they probably feel like they've got those bases covered. But I think on everybody's thoughts is, well, what happens if Leanne gets injured? And then you're relying on two very inexperienced nines to step up in a major tournament um, to deliver. And so I think that's where people probably are a bit torn to say, well, Mo, Mo's got so much experience, she could step up to that level, no no, no phase, you know, it would worry her. Um, and you just wonder, and, and that's probably, sorry, why people are thinking, well, Leanne, what happens if Leanne gets injured or needs resting or whatever? Then that could be the area that people are a bit concerned about is that level of experience that Claudia and Lucy don't necessarily have. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that the, the call is... Is close, isn't it, between uh, Lucy Packer and Mo Hunter, if you're going to put it put it that way. And I think that off-field stuff, you know, she's very close to you know, the likes of Emily Scout and Sarah. Hunter. Yeah, they're professional people. They they will move above and beyond that. But, yeah, the, the dynamics and great energy. Remember the, the time she had with the Barbarians and there was only one choice for, for captain after a couple of days. Just was her, her energy off the field and pulling people together. Um but yeah, I, I go with you. I think it's a it's a really really big call. We're going to speak to Simon Middleton later, um, so we'll get some sort of his, his thoughts obviously on that. But tell us about Lucy Packer then, Berth. You know her obviously very well from from Harlequins. Yeah, I mean, as as disappointed as I am for Mo, obviously I, I'm elated for for Lucy Packer. She she's one of the quietest players for a nine that you could ever experience, but. 
ever since she's been part of the pre-season squad and then, you know, being offered the contract with, which an opportunity came for her with Claudia's injury that allowed her to then excel, you know, take her game to a complete new level. But she's somebody who, she's always doing extras, like in a Harlequins environment, she's always out there practicing charge downs, you know, throwing her, her small frame onto a massive crash mat constantly after training so I think that work ethic that drive that determination and you know she probably went into that environment knowing that she was really up against it to get an opportunity to get a seat on the plane but never used that as an excuse just kept working hard and all of her rewards have come true for her I mean she's so excited about the opportunity I think for her she was a little bit um, surprised but not surprised like she knows that she's done well and played well but I think you know, when you when you're in that environment, and I've been there before, when you know that there's experience above you, it's the safe option. It's the easy option for a coach to do. Um, so, in your mind, you're probably thinking, "Oh, I might get a chance to get in as that third choice nine. Um, and so, I'm just really elated the fact that she stuck at it. She's really earned her opportunity. She, and that that was a big pressure game for her on, on Wednesday night. And I think it would it'll be interesting to ask Simon that you know did it come down to the performance on Wednesday night? And you know, Lucy didn't put a foot wrong. She her distribution was excellent. Her clearance was excellent. The the way that she can get tempo into the game, you know, that it's a big pack to boss around, and she did that. And so she's absolutely earned her opportunity to go. It's just. It's like all those things, isn't it? You know, I went to. I was very fortunate to be capped at a World Cup, and, and the coaches took a chance and a risk on me. And you know, sometimes you coaches need to do that to give those players those experiences and those opportunities. Because otherwise, how how do you get them? And she's obviously earned that that opportunity through training and, and from the games that she's had minutes in. Yep, and you know, in those performances you're talking about and, and, and previously, yeah, she's yeah, she hasn't put a foot wrong. Certainly, you know, not a huge foot wrong. Um, you know, and she's not let anybody down, and that, I'm sure that will continue in New Zealand. What else then? No Amber Reid, no Vicky Fleetwood. Very, very experienced players. No Sarah Beckett. What else caught your eye in that squad and outs of birth? Yeah, I think, again, it's a bit similar conversation um, around Amber Reid and Tatiana Hurd. Um, I think it's really difficult because... We talked loads about that centre combination yeah. and what Simon Mitchell might be looking for. And I think what he gets from Amber, he can get from Helena. He can move Skaz around to, to get what he wants. But I think what Tatiana brings is that real direct, explosive, dynamic ability to really go hard at the line. I don't think she's necessarily, he's looking at her as a, necessarily like a distributing second receiver Um kind of player but that ability to get teams you know on the front foot you know big physical games against Fiji and France they're going to need some really strong go forward then to be allowed to play around around on the edges um and, you know I think Amber she's just been so riddled with injuries over the years and consistently getting the opportunity to play hasn't been in her favor um and again very difficult for somebody to come on it and make a position for them to get a seat in you know against Wales and against USA you know two so obviously she was she didn't play in the USA game so she probably only had one more opportunity and one shot to to really bring alive you know pick me why I should be on the team and 
So I think, it, again, Tatiana hasn't had a lot of experience, had a big amount of time out of injury. But, again, a bit like a Lucy Packer, every time she's come on the pitch, she's done some things that other players can't do. Um, you know, the way that she can ride two or three players and still get a great offload away, her acceleration to the line, and then that last-minute offload as she's being tackled is you know, something that you're going to need to challenge against defences. And so it's not necessarily like the distribution that Amber can bring, the way that she can move the ball. And so, yeah, another big, tough decision, losing that experience. But then when you've got, you know, potentially experience built around those players, and that's what's critical. And that's something that I think England have done so well over the last few years is, you know, OK, right, we're going to bring this young player in, but we're going to make sure she's plugged between two major experienced players um, and obviously, and I think Tatiana has has shone in that, and she she obviously had an injury to her hamstring, which took her out of a lot of the preseason. But again, the, those camps really mattered. I think a lot of us talk about oh, what happened in the USA game, and I've, I've definitely been one of those, and what's happened in the um, Wales game. But the way that they've trained throughout this preseason, they pretty much have internal games week in, week out. So there will be a lot of consistency that these players have shown, and and that's why they've got their opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Berth, they are moving, uh, and I need to grab a few players to get their reactions as well, besides which you need to continue to sun yourself. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for your thoughts. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, it's uh, interesting times. It's getting very close now, isn't it? It is. But how exciting. The squad is out, finally. Um, you know, one of the few teams yet to announce and here it is and it's the reality is here now for all these players that, you know, they're on on a journey to make some history. Yeah, and, you know, the two biggest events of the year, you know, the Queen's Funeral and the Red Roses World Cup squad announcement and where's Burford? Nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Don't worry, thank God to uh, technology that's keeping me in touch with everything. Right, go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Cheers, Johnny. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Helena Rowland, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Simon Middleton. Miss, thank you so much for, for coming on the, the Women's Rugby Pod. You are the man in the hot seat, uh, obviously, with a squad selection. Um, first of all, are you glad that first bit is over? And I, I, we, we spoke just a little bit earlier down the training centre. It's the hardest job for a, for a coach, or well, certainly the most important, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, such, a tough, uh, it's such a tough part of the job. But you, you know, it, it's, it's nowhere near as tough as it is for the players. You know, giving giving the news is is a lot easier than having to receive it. Uh, but the, the the players were great. You know, they all handled it in their own way, and they were hugely respectful. And 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 the first thing they did was wish the the rest of the squad, you know, good luck. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, before you come into the the, the USA and the Wales game, how different was your thirty two to to the one you just announced today? Uh, not massively. I think the I think the, the the four or five key choices were always in the balance. We had the majority of the squad, and because we've we, we've talked it over every day, you know, we talk we talk the squad over every day, uh, and then you sort of react to some of the things that that are happening, like you you, you pick up a, a bit of an injury, and, and then you go, how does that impact the squad? And we reshape it a little bit and whatnot, and then that injury clears up, and then you you're reassessing. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think. Uh, it's it was pretty consistent 
what we what we we knew we had in front of us, and particularly the choices we had in front of us. Uh, there, there were there was definitely some that ebbed and flowed a little bit. You know, the, the decision on on the nines was was quite fluid, uh, and and then you look, you go right, well, who's who's making who's who's making the big statements, uh, and Claudia with her performances on the wing, and we said all along. Uh, I said to Claudia all along, one of the one of the key attributes I could get her on the plane was her versatility because she was she was a little bit oh well you know do you see me just as a scrum half and, and what does it water down my chances if I'm playing on the wing and I was like no it actually enhances your chances uh, but it doesn't guarantee them but then the form she hit uh, both in training and then playing was fantastic and you know and she's a good scrum half as well so that one was that. Uh, I think you know, like Luce has been really, really consistent across all the training camps we've had, all the games she's played when she started or she's come on and she's played some pressure games, two games against Wales she started and handled really well. Uh and then you you know and, and then Leanne, Leanne had a you know had a really tough season uh and then came into the, 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 the comp and took a bit of time to find her feet, but then got there over the last couple of weeks. Uh Mo probably the other way around a little bit, came in with a real bang. Uh, and then, uh, not not lost form or anything, but just then you look at how the, the the player's natural instinct fits the game plan, and 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 that was how we sort of sifted through the nine process and got to where we we got to in the end with that. And you sort of do that with with, with one or two of the other choices. You know, we, uh, we if you look at the the game model we've built now, it's very much about high speed repeatability. Uh, and you need a certain type of athlete for that, and and that's, I would say we've we probably left some slightly better footballers out of the squad for for the athletes that we've got in. They're still very good players, but you know, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. Sarah Beckett is an outstanding rugby player. She has a great knowledge of the game, and she has great skills, uh, but she's had an injury back half of the season and with the speed we train and play at now she just hasn't been able to recover the physical capacity that we want to play the game with and that and that outweighs the skills that she's got in this instance and that's and they're, they're the things that you take you build in you know when you when you're making your decisions we've seamlessly like a ski sock just slid into the uh, the, the number nine debate that's obviously the headline isn't yeah. it Natasha Hunt, a World Cup winner, an Olympian, huge experience, good friends with plenty of the squad, you know about her on and off the field. Um, explain explain there. There's a World Cup final tomorrow, Leanne Infante goes down, tweaks a hamstring. Hundred percent confidence in Lucy Packer and Claudia McDonald to, to play that game plan that you, you, you want to play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We wouldn't have picked them otherwise. Because one of the questions we asked of, of every position uh, was, can that player play 60 minutes in the World Cup final from the starting position? That's that's what we asked. Of every, and when it comes down to the, the real, some of the real tough choices, that's the question we asked. It's, it's like that bit about, isn't it? You know, is this a good decision or a bad decision? If you're talking about it in context of the squad, you say, well, will the squad benefit from it or not? And if it's no, don't do it. You know, and if it is, do it. And that's the similar question we asked. Can they give us 60 minutes in the World Cup final? And, yeah, we'd be really confident we could. Let, let's move to, you know, the most important area of of, of the park, the front row. Um, Laura Keats, 
Now, a fully qualified dentist comes in, tremendous character, lucky enough to, to work with her a little bit and do some commentary. Tremendous character. What does she bring to the squad apart from an outstanding scrummager? Uh, I, I think you touched on it there. You know, her character, her consistency of character, uh, and her, I think, her, her squad ethic, which is very much this is about the squad what what can I do that will make the squad better and if that promotes her into a starting position or a finishers position or it leaves her an NPR it will unquestionably impact on her but she won't show it she'll just go well, I'll do what's best for the squad I'll do what's right for the squad and, and she'll do it all hardly uh, but that but that is secondary to what you say which is her rugby ability You know, that's what she's been picked on first and foremost but you know, I, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled for her. I'm good for Bryony because Bryony's worked worked her socks off to get into the best shape she can and develop herself. You know, and I know she's ready. If we need to bring her in, I know she's ready. But you, you, when you weigh everything up and you go right, what do we need and what might we need from this particular role within the the squad? You know, Keats ticks those boxes. Can you be ready, having potentially not played hardly any games? And that's not saying that she won't, but you know the quality of our front row, you know. And Keats is a very, she's a realist, and she will she'll be like, right, I know what's in front of me. I'll do my best to get in front, but if I can't, I will be ready if one of those isn't available. And, and that's what you want. Midfield, just finally, Figgy um, Fleetwood. I think if you you, you follow the squad and, and what have you. Probably that's not a huge surprise. Um, hasn't been hugely involved, sort of as a start over the last year or so. Um, but that midfield, Amber Reed, Tatiana Hurd goes sort of almost in place of of Amber Reed. Yep. Talk us through that. That decision. yeah, uh, you know, and again, you know, you, you you look at certain things and you go, right, risk and reward. What does that player give us? What does that player give us? Rido gives us experience. She gives us distribution. She has a kicking game. She's a great organiser, a great communicator. Tats gets you over the game line. Like, we've got players who can do all the other things Amber can do. And this is exactly what I said to Amber. I'm not telling you anything I didn't say to her. I said, when you look at that squad, if and you've got to, you've got to work on the principle everybody's available, probably won't be the case, but you've got to work on that basis. That's your start point. We've got players who can do all those skills. But the one thing we've missed as a 12, is somebody who can change the dynamic of the game and get us over the game line. And Tats is not just, you know, she's actually trained fantastically well. You know, she's not she's not in there just because she, she gives us that little bit of difference. She actually delivers it, you know, consistently. She did it in training and she did it, and she did it in the games. And sometimes, you know, rugby's a very simple game and it's built on momentum. And if you don't create momentum... You're gonna struggle, and she's she's consistently given us momentum. Uh, but she's also a very good, very good defender. Uh, she's she's worked really hard on her skills. She's got good distribution skills, you know. So does do, do she does she tick all the boxes that that Rido ticks? No, absolutely not. But she gets you over the game line. She's an unbelievable work ethic, fantastic attitude, never say die. You know, it's had horrendous injuries. Uh, and she just battled her way through, absolute battler. Uh, and, and so you, you you go and you go, look, is, is it a bit of a gamble? I think a lot of positions you could say, well, they're a bit of a gamble, but they're a bit of a gamble if you don't do them. Uh, and she was definitely that. And, and and the other bit is she was in form. 
She's in really good form, you know. And, and Rido struggled a little bit. I mean, she had a great season for Bristol, probably played more than she has, but she had a couple of niggly injuries and just not quite, you know, not quite at the level she would want to be at. Uh, and 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 Tats has just opened that gap up a little bit. We're, we're talking, and I, you, you may disagree, and you don't have to particularly act, but players we've spoken about almost free to that, that sort of 25 to 32 type type players so I think you're, you're starting 15 or 23 is, is pretty solid isn't it yeah, um, yeah. and we, we've seen that over the last year or so but one player who I expect would start come fully fit is Abby Dow a delightful to see her back out there and you know training majority of the, of the session how much of a, a risk is it I'm guessing not much otherwise you wouldn't have taken her no a big, bigger risk not to take her at this point it's I world mean, class yeah world class best finisher in the game uh, I think you know and don't get me wrong she has had uh, really meticulous return to play protocols and markers put in place and she's ticked every one and if, and, and if, and if she misses any and you know touch wood there's only really tomorrow now left you know then we'd, we'd look very quickly we'd look at the situation again because the one thing we would not want to do is put her in a situation where you know she's vulnerable. Uh, she's not at this point. She's exactly where the medics hopes to be, and probably a little bit further on. Uh, so we'll get the last bit out of the way tomorrow, and then you know we take it. And it's like you say, it's just you know what, what the session you saw for today is that that's that's as extreme a session as, as she's done so far. You know, in terms of a rugby complex. So it was it was just sort of thrilling for us to see her running on the field, and as it was for you guys. Yeah, no, it certainly was. Last question. Properly, just just a word about the captain. I mean, does a bit of co-hosting here on, on the pod. Generally, two weeks ago, she she was nervous. I could feel a quiver in her voice, and I said, "They could break both your arms, both your legs. They would still find a role for you. That's how important you are." Do, 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 do you agree with that? With, with that opinion, just give us a word about, about yeah, Sarah she's, as yeah, the captain. She's she's. Uh... You run out of superlatives for her, but I think that the best thing I could say about her is that she's getting better. As, you know, as a, as, a, as a captain, I have seen such a change in her over the last year. You know, she she has to work really hard on some of the delivery skills. Pre, you know, in the past, but like everything that she does, she doesn't want to do it unless it's absolutely perfect. It always has the absolute maximum effort from her, whatever she does. But she's, but she, I think she's just relaxed into the captaincy role a little bit more now. So she, when she speaks, she's a lot more... It, you know, it, it's, it's a, and, and I say this with the greatest respect to her, it's a little bit more Katie Daly-McLean-ish. Like Katie just got in the circle and spoke. She spoke from her heart, and like you... Uh, the, you, you Goosebumps were open. You're like, okay, I'll play for that. Uh, Sun has really taken that on now, and you know, and that was probably the the last part of the captaincy bit for me. That, yeah, and and, she, and she's really smart. You know, she's, she's worked out how to use her generals around her, uh, and then she, and, and then you know what you're going to get with her performance-wise. But she's really on on top of driving the standards. You know, every session she's on it. There's nobody in the squad uh, is left in any doubt whatsoever what the standards are for this squad and she drives them and uh, you know, and then, then she, she flicks from this ferocious rugby player on the field into the most articulate beautiful person you know polite and, and like you say so unassuming you know she would never ever take a, a selection for granted let, let alone captaincy you know and that's what makes her what she is well I can probably use your words back to you now but uh, the easy bit's done 
now that now the hard work starts. How many yeah. times have you said that over the last twenty four hours? Oh man, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, but it, go well the expectation. I could talk to you for hours now as, as ever. But uh, yeah, I hope there's roundabouts with beers. I hope there's no travellers. Uh, I hope you enjoy the opportunity and, and just enjoy it, mate. Thanks yeah. so much for your and time. I hope as it finishes like that one as well. <laughs> Great stuff. Thank you, mate. Cheers, mate. I'm Claudia McDonald, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So we've heard from Rachel Burford. Now I'm joined by a lady. I mean, it's just, it's avalanche time. She's been picked in um, a 14th World Cup. Uh, hasn't even been 14 World Cup. No, you're quite right. Your fourth? Fourth, yeah. Fourth World Cup as England skipper. And it was your 21st birthday yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 21 again. What a couple of days I you know, had. I know, I know. It's been pretty special. Where are the emotions? All over the place. Like, you throw in everything that's happened with the Queen as well. It's like a whole bag in there. Obviously, ecstatic that you go into another World Cup after what has been, seems like the longest pre-season. But throw in that the last couple of years, COVID, everything that's happened um and you're happy mixed emotions because there's people that you've trained with for like the last two three months but not that the last how many years since 2017 that have been on that journey that like haven't made it so you feel for them that they're not part of the squad and like you hurt for them because you can imagine only imagine to begin what they're going through if that had been you that hadn't been given the nod so so yeah it's it's a whole like bag of emotions going on but yeah ultimately like like yeah so pleased to to be getting on that plane and and going off to New Zealand and we, I mean we spoke genuinely I mean we did a bit of chatting before we hit the the, the red record button and you, you were genuinely nervous a couple of weeks ago and it didn't matter what I said I think my exact words were I think they broke your arms and your legs they'd still find a role <laughs> for you to, to go to New Zealand that's how important you are but um Talk us about the the rest of the squad, the, the makeup. I understand it, it's a very much a, a coach's decision. Were you consulted in, in any way, shape, or form? No, no. not senior players. No. So just take us through when you've looked through that squad. Yeah. Do you get a sneak preview? No, nothing. No. So um, my decision was obviously to find out at seven o'clock. So even if I wasn't in, I wouldn't have known until the whole squad came out. I just thought have one message, like it's easy to deal with. Yep. So obviously. You, the message comes and it's like um, like a picture of all the names and you're like so you scan them for your name found your name and then you're like oh yes I'm in the squad oh my god yeah happy and then it's like right now go through it and then obviously it takes a while to realise like like who's in who's not like so that's kind of the process of of it but yeah so and it has the feel of the the squad the the right I mean, you can do nothing about it, but, but but for you, the right squad, the right blend, the right balance. It's a 32-player squad yeah. that most nations will be absolutely delighted yeah. with um, yeah. and some really, really tough calls in there. But got got most of those calls right and, and the balance right? Yeah, I think um, everyone's been training so well. Like, I would have hated to be those three coaches. Like, they've made some big, big calls. Um and ultimately the book stops with them in terms of their decisions and they'll have their rationale behind them and like whether you agree or disagree with with those selections you get behind it and like this is a great team that is going down to New Zealand and 
is going to push as hard as we can to to win that World Cup. And I, I think there is there's a good blend of experience, of like people going to their first World Cup, people with a handful of caps, people with a lot of caps. There's youth in there. There's age. Like there's everything in between. So so yeah, I think um, it, it's such an exciting squad, and I just think. I, we say it all the time, and I, I, I think there's so much to come from this team. I think it's quite scary, like, and I think that's what's the exciting thing, and I think that's the thing that keeps pushing us onwards to, to be better. Like this team drives itself; it's not happy. Like we trained today, and like it was an alright session, but like there was areas where we're not happy with, and we're like, we we get frustrated because we we want to be as as good as we can all the time. So so yeah. Um, I think I think this squad has got the potential to to do really great things, but it's only potential. Like we have to put that out there on on the park, like each game we play in. Yours to lose is a phrase that's been banding around, which is grimacing, um, but it is. Um, Wayne Smith article over the weekend. Um, think the the, the back fans have kind of lost it already. How does it sit with you, and 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 how do you eat that up, as it were? I think for for us, we've we've got to not look at any of that external stuff. Like we've obviously set our goal to go and win it, as has every other nation. Let's let's be honest. But we don't listen to everything that's external to us. We focus on ourselves, what we can do, how we can perform, how we can be the best we can be, and I think we set our expectations of performance level so high that I don't think anyone else outside the group would set them as high as us so that's what we are we're, we're close we we like keep everything internalized and try not like let the white noise around us get get too much at us and I think from someone who's been to like three like it's how you try and like pass that on to people who like haven't been and experienced that and try and share your knowledge of going well just focus on us and what we can do and not try and worry about all the periphery. Last one, because as ever, you are a ridiculously busy lady and everyone wants to talk to you and I'm hogging you. Um, Tanter, MB, you're going to a World Cup as England captain and strong chance you'll come away with a, another World Cup. Just how proud... Have you had a moment just to look in the mirror and say... Oh, well Johnny, done, you get uh, emotional. No, I haven't. I think you should do. Sarah. Uh, I think I need to get on that plane and maybe, <laughs> maybe when we get to New Zealand, I think it's one of those things when you look back and you recognise what's happened. And there's been moments along the way that I've gone, I'm so lucky to be in this team. Like I'm absolutely just loving every minute of it. Like the highs, the lows of it, and just going, this is incredible. And yeah, we'll we'll go and do what we can do and whatever happens I want to have made sure that I've enjoyed the journey that we've been on as a squad and what will be will be and things work out for happen for a reason but I don't want to look back and go what happened on that journey like I want to live every minute and say that I've been present in that moment unbelievably wise words yet again as ever sounds like go and do yourself and your country proud thank you ah, you nearly got me Johnny <laughs> so here we are at uh, Penny Hill Park. Sadia Kabir has uh, joined us. I have. <laughs> How delighted are you? The, the, the smile probably tells it all, Sadia. 
Yeah, yeah, super, super excited. Um, yeah, it was came as a bit, not well, it's all a bit of a shock, but yeah, I'm super excited to get out there and just, yeah, just get to New Zealand. A lot of journos and what have you here today, and we've been discussing various the, the minutiae of the squad and what have you. We, we spoke about sort of 18, 24 months ago. Not sure you would have been sort of in that picture. You've almost come from nowhere and, and certainly certainly deserve your, your place after the last few games. What has made you come into the forefront of the coaches' minds, do you think? Moving to Loughborough Lightning. <laughs> Says yeah. the Loughborough Lightning coach there, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, definitely Loughborough. Yeah, it actually did help me a lot coming to Loughborough. They really upped my game. And, yeah, this time last year would not have, if you mentioned international rugby to me, I probably would have just laughed. <laughs> um, so being here right now is, yeah, crazy. But I think probably the forefront of my game is my tackling and my defence and I think that's what I've stuck with um, throughout the year and coming into camp knowing that's my strengths and yeah just going out of that wrecking anything that I can putting my head where it shouldn't be and yeah hopefully that's what caught the coach's eye. Hearing lots of great stuff Sunta uh, about the energy of this young lady not only on the field and I think we're playing to see in the last couple of games um, that energy there and in the Loughborough shirt but um in and around the camp as well. What is what is Sadia bringing to the party <laughs> with her here? Embarrass her fully. Um, she brings a lot of energy. For, a little bit forgetful sometimes. Just a um, just, I mean, says you. That's, that's me. So if I'm saying it, you know, um, here and more combined. Honestly, um, I've done things to like help my loss. So like Abby Ward bought me a lanyard to keep my room key in. So I haven't <laughs> lost that yet. But yeah, no. Um, and also just like a lot of energy energy like a good person to to have around um yeah so like, and that's what you want you're going away for for eight weeks you want people who are going to contribute to to the team and add real value um away from rugby and uh Sardia certainly does that great can you quite believe that you're here what you got one more training session one more day training tomorrow flight friday and then you're at a world cup representing your country and your hot favorites to win it i mean do you have to pinch yourself at times, Sadia? Yeah, I don't think it's really sunk in yet. I don't think it's going to sink in until we actually get there after the very long, long flight and <laughs> start getting into training. And maybe even by the time the first game comes. But yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's very exciting to be going there as obviously number one in the world, the top picks. But we're also going to New Zealand, playing in their, in their backyard. So it's going to be a huge, huge challenge. But I think we're we're rising to it. I've got a feeling this is a redundant question, but the reaction will, will say it all. I guess you're happy with that just to be on the on the plane now and you don't want to get in that, for, that, that starting 15 on the, or the 23 at all, do you? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously I'm super, super excited to get into the squad. Um, as I said, this time last year, it wouldn't have been a possibility for me. For me. So being here is amazing, but I'm going to keep pushing, keep trying. And if it's just for the squad to be in training and everyone pushing themselves, it pushes everyone to get better and we have play the best on the weekend so if I can get into that starting seven shot I get into it if I can't I'm going to be here for the squad and be here to train to the end so we'll just see what happens brilliant answer one last question silly one who's your idol when you're a young rugby player or young young sports <laughs> even younger yeah, yeah, yeah I know happy birthday since, yeah. um, who did you look up to say I want to emulate that player that's that's the one uh, so when I did start getting into rugby, it was definitely Maggie, Maggie Alfonsi. And I think every open side usually says Maggie, but also we have a lot in common coming from 
same background and just seeing someone who looks like me coming through the pathway and being absolutely amazing wrecking ball player and and I feel like I try to play similar similar to that so yeah Maggie was definitely someone who I looked up to. Sadia, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, enjoy the flight. I know it's long, oh but boy, boy, <laughs> is it worth it. Go, go do what you've been doing of late uh, in the World Cup. Thank you very Best much. Best of luck. <laughs> Thanks thank so much. you. Well, there she is, that famous number seven shirt. She spoke about Maggie. I mean, you're in your 47th World Cup now, Sunta. Mm. Um, you've been through a few sevens. Maggie there. We've got Marley now, but, but this young lady could make that number seven shirt hers for a very long time to come. She's a very exciting prospect and I like this because probably other teams don't know too much about her either. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Like, uh, she's, uh, she's obviously come to rugby a bit, bit later and she hasn't been playing that long and I think she's only just scratched the surface about how good she can be and I think what's like really evident is that she's obviously started to come through and then you've got Marley Packer who's been like the standout seven in England for, for so long um, has then raised her game like it's probably no coincidence that Marley's probably had the best season she's ever had because she's had um, not only Sardia knocking on the door but obviously in, like Vicky Fleetwood who unfortunately isn't going to the World Cup like pushing her all the way and like Sardia emulated her about like that's what I think this team has got you've got two or three people in each position like pushing each other but I feel like she could go on to be one of one of England's all-time greats if she keeps um on that trajectory of how she's progressing you know I genuinely think um sort of the world's are oyster with how far she wants to go I've spoken to to Bertha a little bit about, about the backs and what have you um and getting a, a couple of the the forwards in at sorry it could be a, we've just had in Here's Laura Keats joining us. That's a bit too high for me. <laughs> it's a lean. Need to, it's a, need to squash different. it down. Well, Thank you, you guys with your core. Yeah. Come on, let's have a hug. Oh, well hello. Done. I'm going to come over and say hi to you. Congratulations. Team reunited. Yeah, indeed. Commentary team. Yeah, indeed. Worcester commentary team. Yeah. Enough about commentary in Worcester. Yeah. Got Red Rose on your shirt. You're going to New Zealand for a, another uh, World Cup. How good does that sound? Honestly, um, like, unbelievable. Like, I, I, I obviously really, really, really dreamed it would happen and was like but to actually see my name on it was yeah yeah little little tear and I was like oh like finally great to have this uh, this young lady more experienced lady like yourself so uh, back in the squad I should say I think that's the only reason she wants me back <laughs> is to up the age yeah I was gonna say she's we've increased the 30s club again so that's nice <laughs> um no in all seriousness obviously like what Keatsy went through at, like the last World Cup and like missing out and then like the sort of like path that you've had getting over back in and then getting back getting in, injured getting injured again and everything. And then also like being a hero and becoming a dentist at the same time, like absolute legend. Yeah. You know, like things always happen for a reason. And yeah, I'm, I'm so pleased that she's back in the squad and has another world cup to go in, try and uh, win. Yeah. How did you, how did you find out? Cause I know you could, you could choose in or out. How did you choose if, uh, if you were in? Uh, so I chose um, a message um, and then, yeah, just didn't get one. So it was a bit like, right, there's, there's something obviously... Ad- admin error. Yeah, maybe maybe they're, they're just going to send mine at, you know, whenever the squad comes out. Um, and then saw the, saw the photo for the squad and then was like, 
looking through it, obviously, didn't really, like, you know, don't know how it's going to come. Is it going to be pictures? Is it going to be names? Is it going to be in alphabetical order? Is it going to be forwards back? So you're like scanning this photo for, for what, what, you, what you're looking for and then saw my name and just was like, really? And then, yeah, it was just literally. Was it that disbelief? Because, you know, it, it, it's an area of huge strength for, for England and it's been a real, real focus the last 18, 20, 24 months. Um, like, just because of, of not really being in the squad. So, obviously, when I got back in 2020, I was a bit like, OK, this is it. Like, I've got back after my Achilles, got back into an England shirt, back into camp, kind of, you know, back into this atmosphere. Um, crack on now and hopefully that will be through to the World Cup because it's always been my aim after 2017 to get back. Um, like, once you have that kind of taken away from you, obviously, I didn't choose to not play. Um, I got injured, so... It's always been my aim to come back. Um, and then, obviously, having done my Achilles... Um, then I did my ACL, sorry. Um, I, just, I just wasn't sure. It's one of those where... And then MCL. Oh, and then I did my MCL. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's one of those where, like... The, I, it's just literally been like this. Like, up, down, up, like... I've got back in, injured. Might get back in, injured. That kind of thing. So, to then be like, oh, I'm back into camp, but I haven't get, got selected to play. And then, oh, I'm back, in, back into camp. And, you know, it's this kind of up and down, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it was a genuine shock. I just, I, I didn't know whether I would be in or not. Like, yeah. Who's the first person you called? Um, oh, my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, messaged the, my dad. Uh, not sure, not sure. Okay. Uh, and New Zealand, what are you going to, what are you going to face, face over there? I mean, you, you will be in the Goldfish Bowl. I guess characters like yourself, the 30s club, that, that kind of experience is going to. Knocking on 40s uh, uh, club. Hey, um, now, not me. Uh, uh, um, it, yeah, that, that experience is, is, is going to be valuable, not just on the field, but also that hyperbole that you're going to live in. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's first of all, it's incredible that it's over in New Zealand. It's been, obviously, this side for, yeah, forever. Um, so to have it in New Zealand is amazing. The way they support rugby and, and women in rugby over there is, is awesome. So, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be a massive, massive big deal over there. Um, we're going to probably come under quite a lot of scrutiny, but we just crack on with it, you know. What um, differences, last one, because I know you're desperate to go and get something to eat and what have you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm front, starving. Front row club, me too. <laughs> you were supposed to bring a snack, gurgling, remember? Yes. It's your turn for the snacks. Oh, it's my turn for the snacks, <laughs> sorry. Um, the difference between the, the, the squad when you were entrenched in it before, not when you, you know, dipped in and out, but mm-hmm. when you were entrenched in it before, and the difference between that squad and, and, and this squad here now. Um, are you utterly invigorated by some of the, the younger players? But just take us through those, those, those differences. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, some of the girls are like 14 years younger than me, I think, is the, the one of the youngest, which is, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, obviously, months, yeah, I mean, if, if, if yeah. things were different for Sarah Hunter, she... She could have popped one of these children out and she could be mother and daughter playing together. Um, <laughs> that would be one story. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the, the girls are incredible. Um, and obviously these girls, some of them have only known professional rugby, which is insane. Um, we try and say, even at club, remember the days when we were doing the fundraising committee and writing to local businesses and, you know, it was, uh, as the, yeah, literally just handing out fundraising packs to local businesses and still paying subs so yeah no definitely the the girls have been really good and um definitely keeping us young i'd say <laughs> Run, running rings around us as well so <laughs> it takes stuff. us a while to warm up doesn't it <laughs> <laughs>
Good. Well, um, yeah, if there are any cod liver oil companies out there, um, truck some over to New yeah. Zealand. Yeah, literally. Cholor Cates and Sarah Hunter. Collagen. <laughs> collagen. <laughs> collagen. Not that. No, 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 not Botox. Botox not Botox, sorry. just collagen. Well, collagen is good for... Um, uh, are you trying to say any... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a troll, here. Yeah, I am going to be a troll. Laura Keats, thank you so much. Really Cheers. appreciate it. All the very, very best in New Zealand. Thank you.